This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Happy New Year, Swifties. This is episode 111 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. And I'm Diane. And for episode 111 here, it's our last episode of the year 2013, and we're going to be doing a recap of 2013. And joining us for that recap is our very special friend from our favorite updating account, T-Swift on Tour. Sammy is here with us in the Taylor Talk studio. Say hi, Sammy. Hey, guys. How are you? It's Sammy. I I was half expecting you to be like, hi, Sammy, because that's (laughs) what I would have done if somebody's like, say hi, Adam. I'd be like, hi, Adam. Yeah, well, well, that's you, though. Sammy's much nicer. <laughs> We're not all as special as you, Adam. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sammy, if you wouldn't mind doing us the honors of giving us the news and what's been going on in Taylor's world lately, I'd appreciate it. Sure. Um, Taylor Swift was named 2013's Most Charitable Celebrity by DoSomething.org for the second year in a row. She was closely followed by One Direction and Beyonce. And also, Taylor was named the Tennessean of the Year by the Nashville newspaper, The Tennessean. They are honoring Taylor for her numerous charity work and serving as a positive ambassador of Tennessee to the rest of the United States and abroad. Aww. So, yeah. That's so awesome. That's a good way to end 2013, the year of the Taylor. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what we can call it from now on, the year of the Taylor. Anytime a 13 rolls around. Although this is the last time, the last year of the Taylor. I'm going to be alive in uh, 2113. Yeah, you or are. So. 2031, that's 13 backwards. She still thinks that's lucky. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for the news, Sammy. Diane, if you could give us what's coming up in the calendar, please. Well, on January 8th, 2014, which is next year, the 40th Annual People's Choice Awards will, will be broadcast live on Wednesday, January 8th, at 9 p.m. on CBS. On January 12th, 2014, the Golden Globes will air on NBC at 8 p.m. Taylor is nominated for Best Original Song for Sweeter Than Fiction from the movie One Chance. And finally, on January 26th, the 56th Annual Grammy Awards will air. Taylor has four nominations. Now, Taylor currently has seven Grammys, so maybe if she gets these four more, you know, she'll have a lot of Grammys. (laughs) Well, seven's my lucky number, so since she has seven already, it's lucky for her. She'll get four more, and then she'll have, well, 11. Yeah, which is almost a 13, so she needs to get (laughs) two more Grammys next year. (laughs) Um, Be sure to tune in to the Grammys on January 26th at 8 p.m. on CBS to find out. Awesome. Thank you for the calendar, Diane, and the news, Sammy. Now, as promised, our main discussion today, we're going to do 13 moments of 2013. We went through and picked a highlight from every month of the year, and then finally for the 13th moment, we picked what we feel at least is the biggest moment of 2013 for you guys. So, let's take a look going all the way back to January of 2013, almost a year ago. The Golden Globes. Taylor and the Civil Wars were nominated for original song for Safe and Sound from The Hunger Games. Now, she didn't win that one, but she is nominated again in 2014 for Sweeter Than Fiction. So I hope she wins that. I feel like Safe and Sound should have won, but... (laughs) Well, of course you do, because we're biased. (laughs) Well, I think it's just a good song in general. uh... 
Um, who actually won that? Do you guys remember? Adele. And then she went on to win the Oscar for that year also. Oh. For what? Skyfall? Yep. Ew. <laughs> you love that movie. Great movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. Not so good a song. I agree with that. And I had never seen any James Bond movies until then, and I really liked it. It was a great movie. So um, that's pretty cool. So that was definitely, I think, the highlight of January. Let's take a look at February. Grammys 2013. Taylor performed We Are Never Ever Ever Getting Back Together and infamously mocked Harry Styles, supposedly, by saying, I still love you, in a British accent. She <laughs> <laughs> that was the best British accent ever. The best Taylor British accent ever? Yeah, it was almost I as good as Taylor's. You. <laughs> she also won best song written for visual media for safe and sound so at least she got that i was uh, very disappointed that they were not aired live i mean you could watch them online but i wanted to see them win it together you which know, on the air it would have been awesome wait what, what are you talking about sorry well, when the when she won the grammy for safe and sound it was done at the pre-show so you could only oh, watch right, it right, online right. oh yeah I know, that was kind of lame. Like, we wanted to see her win on the actual show. Yeah, and she also opened the Grammys that year, which is a very, very big deal in the music world. Especially when she mocks ex-boyfriends in the process. Yeah, and we also got to see a sneak peek into the Red Tour, but we didn't know that. What did you say? Sorry? I said we saw a sneak peek into the Red Tour with that performance because she did it circus-themed just like she did on tour. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think we actually, based on that performance, kind of speculated on or used that for future speculation, rather, Yep. as to what we would see on the Red Tour. In past episodes of Taylor Talk, we kind of went with that. And we were right, although it was kind of, like, obvious, but... So, looking back 10 months, though, do you think Taylor was actually mocking Harry, or do you think people made something of it that wasn't there? Because we are never getting back together, I don't think it's about Harry. It's definitely yeah. not about Harry. <laughs> Yeah, but I think at that at that specific time in her life, to her, that song was kind of for him because that's the last guy that she had gone out with at the time. So she kind of like, I guess, made it fit for her current love life. I also okay. wonder if she was doing it because people were making such a big deal about it. And she was like, well, you know, I'm just going to do this because that's what people expect me to do. And I'm just going to give them a few laughs rather than actually being like, oh, this is about Harry right now. So let's make fun of him. Oh, that's an interesting idea, Sammy. I've never heard that before. Well, I have a theory that she and Harry are not actually on bad terms like the media makes them out to be. I don't think they hate each other. I think they mess with each other because I know on an episode recently we were talking about when she was accepting, which award was she accepting, where she thanked like the person who this song's about, he knows who he is. That um, I believe that was at the, the um, MTV Video Music Awards. Yeah, it was when she won for um, female video for... I Knew You Were Trouble. Yeah. 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 So like, I think sh I think it's playful banter. I don't think it was vicious or anything. I think they kind of have like a decent relationship going and that's why she's able to get away with that not once but twice. I, I think that just... could be true. I think also her being friends with Ed also helps in that, you know, they're all kind of friends. So it would be really awkward for her to be friends with him and, you know, Harry to be friends with Ed and then not for them to be, you know, able to be in the same room kind of thing. That'd be really weird. That's true. 
Now, moving on from February, where we had the Grammys, on to March. March is where the Red Tour finally began on March 13th, which, Sammy, you were there at the opening show, weren't you? I was. I went all the way to Omaha. <laughs> Omaha? What an odd place for the first show of tour. She does. She really <laughs> likes starting it in Omaha. I think she started Speak Now there, too, didn't she? I think. I, I think she did, and then... Her first tour, what, started in Indiana? Yeah, I think. I in it, yeah. yeah. Are you fact-checking that right now, Adam, to make sure we're not? I, I'm fact-checking where Speak Now tour <laughs> started, up. actually. That's why I'm like, just you, you two keep talking amongst <laughs> yourselves really okay. quick. I am 99.9% sure that it did start. Diane, just ramble for a little bit I'm, for I'm me. pretty sure you're right, Diane. Well, we're both right. So <laughs> we're awesome people. Yay us. Go you guys. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, none of us really knew what we were going to be in getting ourselves into. And um, I think we all were just so hyped up on Speak Now tour and how amazing that was. And we had no idea how Taylor was going to be able to top it. But she definitely did. Yeah. You know, though, Sammy, it's interesting because, you know, since we had the tour this year, I mean, what do you think of that versus the Speak Now tour? Because I love that we have you here with us because we get opinions that we haven't heard quite yet (laughs) on topics that we may have discussed already because this is a recap of 2013. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, they're just so different that it's hard to compare them. I think it's kind of like the same question when people ask you what your favorite Taylor album is. It's like naming your favorite child. Like, you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I like that analogy. But... uh, (laughs) tuning back because I actually finally got it pulled up it it took all this rambling for what a minute or so but yeah the first North American show was in Omaha and speak now tour where was the first show ever first show was Singapore oh hey oh yeah Yeah. she did the Asia tour first yeah I remember that so obviously March was a huge month for us this year March 13th specifically because that was when the Red Tour kicked off and it even is still going now into Europe in 2014 and it was also when the 22 music video came out on March 13th on the exact same day did it yeah it did how about that yeah it was like a Taylor Swift like extravaganza day Well, that's interesting. Do you think one outshadowed the other? Because I forgot about the 22 video being released. Well, you didn't forget about the 22 video in general, did you? That's true. No, I couldn't forget that. It's got a chest bump in it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like in 2012, the I Knew You Were Trouble music video came out on Taylor's birthday. One didn't outshadow the other. It's no different. Yeah, I actually forgot that it came out on that day, too. (laughs) All right, so that was March for you, Red Tour beginning. April, Taylor Swift, Tim McGraw, and Keith Urban performed Highway Don't Care for the first time at the 48th ACM Awards. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a great performance. It was, I don't know, dare I say it, one of my favorite award show performances of Taylor. Although now I'm just going to think about all my favorites, but it was really good. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Sammy. Remember how you were at the Omaha Red Show? (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Well, Diane and I were at the ACM Awards to see that. I actually knew that. You guys went to (laughs) a lot of award show stuff this Taylor year. You went to the Billboard Awards, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yeah, because they're all in Vegas, and that's where I live, and Diane Bang from California was right next door. It was easy for her to get here. However, the ACM, Steve was actually here also. 
Yeah, jealous. Steve isn't here to talk about it. Yeah, unfortunately, Steve is not here to talk about it because you remember the following night was that Tim McGraw special. Yes, I do. Where they performed again. Yes, and he was at that one as well. Steve was at that. I had to work. I don't know what Diane was doing. I think I had to go to school. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. What a bummer. Work and school. Taylor comes first every time. Remember that. All right, Sammy, good advice. <laughs> Sammy knows. Sammy is all-knowing. But anyway, back to the ACM Awards with Taylor, Tim, and Keith performing it for the first time. That was an absolutely spectacular performance, and it was really cool because, if I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't totally theatrical the way Taylor performances usually are. It was very simple with just kind of the three of them. I mean, I believe there was a ba- you know band and, and some backup singers, but yeah. I well, could be wrong on that. Maybe not. I I'm trying to remember. don't remember them because I was – I mean, I didn't look at them. I was too busy looking at Taylor and Tim and Keith. So it was but, too long ago. I don't remember. Yeah, but I mean, they're such huge stars that they don't really need much, you know, things on stage because they're so incredible. Yeah, I find with a lot of Taylor's performances that the more toned down it is at award shows, like if you think back to the CMAs when she performed ours and even the CMAs this year when she performed Red, like the more toned down the almost more raw and more just awesome it is i don't know another word for awesome that's (laughs) yeah i definitely think so too there's only so many ways to say awesome sammy (laughs) awesome usually works but yeah it was a fantastic performance it really was and that was april acm awards now moving on to may our fifth moment of 2013 the music video for highway don't care premiered which was an unbelievable music video. Oh my god, I love that music video. It was so different than anything else she's ever done. It was di- And mind you, it technically wasn't her video. It was Tim McGraw's video, but she was in it. And just the overall vision with it, the way it was sort of it was very cinematic. It, I mean, it even had credits in it. Mhm. Yeah, it and, was like um, a short movie. Yeah, that's exactly it. It sort of almost doubled as a PSA, which is was unintentional, but it did nonetheless end up being kind of a, a public service announcement against texting and driving. And there's just something it was very unique in yeah. the sense that it like could be interpreted in so many different ways. Now, if you guys remember on episode 62, we had Shane Drake as our special guest interview. He was the director of that music video. And, um, of course, we'll link that episode on, on the uh, show notes for taylortalk.org slash episode 111. But um, he came and actually talked a little about the vision. And it's weird because what we interpreted out of it sometimes didn't match his original vision, but he actually liked it. He said that that was like kind of his intention was that it was open for interpretation. Like, for example, um, you know, the girl that gets in the car accident survives at the end. And if you guys remember the visual that of Taylor was sort of a reflection in her window, in her mirror. Yeah, almost like like an angel or something. It, exactly. Her. Yeah, and that's then what she I would said. Also, you know, the way that the song's written is that she's perf- like her part is the song on the radio that the girl's listening to. So it's kind of right. like she's like the guardian angel, but like the song on the radio, and it's just like it's all intertwined, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, Sammy, is in that discussion, I was talking to Shane, and I asked him about that because I, I told him that was kind of how I interpreted it too. I saw it. I was like, so is Taylor's character sort of like an angel overlooking this girl and keeping her safe because she did survive the accident? 
And he's like, actually, no. He's like, but that's kind of a cool interpretation of it. <laughs> so, you know, it was very interesting and very mysterious. And obviously we think Tim McGraw is the male character. Then at the end, he's revealed to be the doctor. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling anyone. I hope since I'm that sure came out in May, I not, hope everyone listening has seen it It's a great now. video. It really is. And if but you haven't, you should go watch it and just sit there with it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> go sit in a corner and watch Highway Don't Care music video. Yes. Da-da. But that was definitely the highlight of May for me was that video coming out because it was fantabulous. I agree. Mm-hmm. Nice word. You like that word? Uh-huh. I said fantabulous. So that was May. June. Taylor Swift performed at LP Field for 2013 CMA Music Fest in Nashville. She started singing Tim McGraw, and we're all like, oh my gosh, flashback, Taylor singing Tim McGraw. But then the actual Tim McGraw came out and joined Taylor for Highway Don't Care. That's three months in a row we had a Highway Don't Care <laughs> I highlight. I feel like that's the theme of this year, that song. That's the, No, that's the theme of that those few of the, months. Yeah, that, of, that of, that of like the spring of, spring of Taylor. The, the late spring, early summer of Taylor. <laughs> and so that was like a really, really cool surprise having Tim McGraw come out and hearing Taylor perform Tim McGraw, go figure. And Sammy, I would love for you to speak about what might have been going through your mind because while you were there... And I was also in Nashville. I was down the street sitting in my hotel room all by myself while you and every other Swifty was at that performance. (laughs) Well, I do have to say that I was aware that Tim and Keith were going to show up because people had heard them sound checking earlier in the day. And it was all over Twitter. And I was waiting on the photo line for those who don't know about CMA Fest. You're allowed to go in front of the stage and take a couple of pictures and then you have to move. And there was a set list behind the stage where we were waiting and it also had their names on it. So it wasn't that much of a surprise for me. But I think also when she started singing Tim McGraw and she was talking about how she does her secret song on tour, you know, me having been to... At that point, I think I had been to over 13 shows um, of the Red Tour. I kind of knew what was coming. Um, But it was still, it was awesome. And I kind of was standing to the side, and I was standing next to a girl um, who definitely did not know what was going to happen. And it was just so awesome to watch her. Did she cry? She didn't, but she started screaming when she started playing Tim McGraw. And then I was like, oh, I know what comes next. And then she started screaming again, (laughs) and it was just hilarious. And it was just it was such a good performance. And I really liked it because it was different because it was the agency playing it rather than Tim's band playing it. And so that kind of brought a whole new level to it in that it almost became Taylor's song rather than Tim with Taylor. Um, And it was just it was really awesome. Well, Taylor does have a pretty significant role in that song. So even though it is technically Tim's and off of Tim's album, it is kind of like both of them. I mean, it definitely is, because if and when it wins the Grammy, they all get to win the Grammy rather than just Tim. So that worked out. You mean when? Yeah, Absolutely I said when. If There's and no when. if and I when, Sammy. And it's when. <laughs> there is no better song than There's that. Not this year. There's not. No, but I'm totally bummed because unlike Sammy, who is like a Twitter goddess, um, I, I didn't know that that was happening. And so here I was figuring, oh, man, I'm just going to miss Taylor's performance tonight because I didn't have tickets to the main stage performances. And he didn't call his friend Sammy to help him find tickets. 
and Sammy failed me. <laughs> ah! There's so much anger <laughs> here on the show today. No, I did finally make it to the last night, though. So I do have to thank uh, our friend Kaylee, because she's the one that finally pulled oh, through for me and got me a ticket. Yay. Well, if I had known that, I would have just given you my ticket because I had to leave early. But wasn't the last night, like, raining? So, like... Yeah, the last night it rained. <laughs> so, like, most of the <laughs> sets cut were cut anyway. down. So the like, show was, like, 20 anyway. minutes, the whole thing. Can you imagine if Taylor had been that night, how many people would have been angry? Well, I'm sure there were lots of people that were still angry. Well, yeah, but, I mean, making Swifties oh, the crowd angry is different than making angry. other well, fans angry. Paid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but either way, at least I got to experience something. I didn't get to experience Highway Don't Care, but that's really cool, Sammy, that you did. And again, we're missing Steve in this discussion because he was there also. He could have spoken a little bit about that and that experience. Steve was there for like all of these great, great moments. And he's just and absent. he's always like so quiet in the back and you don't know that he's been at all this amazing stuff. And no, Steve gets around. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Steve. Well, you know, the holidays are a great time of the year and also a time of the year when we miss Steve because he's with his family right now. So uh, that's why he's not here recording with us, but he'll be back soon enough. Now, June, that was awesome. CMA Fest. On to July, Taylor played MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey for the very first time, a stadium that holds 55,000 people. Wow. Taylor came out saying when MetLife was announced, which was after um, all the other concerts had gone on sale, um, Taylor said that she wanted to do something special for the 13th. And she also said, which I didn't know this, that July was her favorite month, which I found interesting because she loves Christmas. So you would think that December would be her favorite month. And her birthday. And her birthday. But she said July was her favorite month. So she wanted to do a special show on July 13th. And she ended up playing MetLife Stadium. Now, as a New Yorker, I kind of feel like this was her response to not playing Madison Square Garden or the new Barclay Center. Um, but it was a pretty good response to play such a big stadium. And this was her fourth show in New Jersey, this tour. So that was a big deal. That was how many shows in Jersey? She played or? three in Newark at the Prudential Center in March. And then she played East Rutherford, um, which would be four. Wow. And no MSG show. But no. that's okay. But 55,000 people, that's staggering. And this whole, that whole like little information, bit of information is why we have Sammy here. <laughs> She's smarter than Diane and I. So, well, because Sammy knows these things. Well, <laughs> it also helps that I'm from the area. Yeah. So she, that's true too. Is definitely familiar. Yeah. But I was really sad because I didn't get to go to the show and I had tickets to it, but just life got in the way. But, you know, a little side note about Sammy before Taylor existed in my life. In sync was my whole life, and <laughs> the first in sync concert I went to was at MetLife Stadium, or at the time it was called Giant Stadium, and uh, it would have been oh, really nice for me to see my old idols there and my new idols there. But you know, life. The happens. fun facts of Sammy's life, <laughs> and you people are like, I don't care. Good old in sync. I, I was the guy calling them and stink. That was, oh, that was me. That's because you were jealous. You were like a jealous little boy calling them oh, all sorts. And of now, whatever. what happens if? Justin Timberlake does a song with Taylor on her new album. You're going to be like, it's my favorite song. Oh, my God. Sammy, can we make that happen? Oh, my God. I will <laughs> I heard something about that. Not anything concrete, yeah. but someone, I read an actual, like, editorial. I read that as about well. About 
yeah, someone speculating on whether or not Justin Timberlake would be there because something about him wanting to get into the production side of things because he's been a performer for so long. Yeah, I know and he something does about- have his own, um, what do you call it? Sound studio, sound director, what do you call it? A recording studio? Label, what, like- label. He has oh. a label. I'm like, what are you talking about? Sorry, I just couldn't find the right musical term. But that's not irrelevant. I mean, Taylor is signed to Big Machine. Yeah. Like him having a, his own label isn't anything, but no, it but was I just interesting speculation. I can see them doing a duet, especially after they like, you know, they were bonding at the VMAs and it was this whole big thing. And yeah, I will I will cry if that happens. Me and Diane will just be, be like, in the corner sobbing. Yeah, that that would be like one of the biggest things that has ever happened to music. If that um, would happen. Yeah, you would be sobbing along with Taylor herself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was July for you guys. Taylor playing MetLife Stadium for the first time. Moving on to August, Diane's birth month. Yay. Who'd... I don't know why you threw that in there. I didn't throw anybody else's birth month. Yeah, Adam. Birth month. I did skip my own. My birthday is March 7th, everybody. So in three months, if you want to send me some birthday love. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> that is an early um, announcement. Yeah. Just He's just going to remind you every this. episode. 200 days till my birthday. 100 <laughs> days till my birthday. It's not that many days. <laughs> so anyway, August. The 2013 VMAs were held in New York City. Taylor won Best Female Video for I Knew You Were Trouble, and we referenced that earlier. That was the second time she made a snide comment, uh, presumably towards Harry Styles. That's what we think. Well, I don't know if it was necessarily snide, but very sassy. I don't think that it was, though, because there's no way that this song is about Harry Styles, based on when the song came out and when they dated like, I mean, I can tell you who I think the song's about, but that's irrelevant. But she made a snide comment towards who the song was about, you know? Like, everyone speculated it was about Harry because he was in the room, but it wasn't. <laughs> well, Sammy, who do you think it is? Just You really want to know? Saying. People want to know this? I don't know oh, that yes, they do. I, I want to know. I think I think it's about John Mayer. I got to say it. I, I really actually do. thought that, too, when I first heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But then there's also the part of me that kind of feels like it could be about Joe Jonas also. Kind of falls in that uh, area. That's true. Cause, um... See, I'm just not sure because her comments make it seem a lot like it was Harry because of the comments at the VMAs. But if you think about when the song was written, I mean, the song came out in October on Red. So that means the song was written at least a year ago at, before that. So that would have been... In 2011? Not necessarily, though. She could have written it in June, you know. Which then would have made it like about, um, not Connor Kennedy, about um, Jake Gyllenhaal. But that doesn't yeah, really but, make sense either. But Sammy, there were things, um, okay, supposedly she and, she, she and Harry had a fling back in like May, and then they, and then it was like really short and then they got back together in like i don't know what was mm. it october or something interesting so but i don't know if that's true that's i don't know just i just I've feel heard, like you know based I mean? off of how the, she made reeve carney in the music video appear that it's kind of i mean he looked just like john mayer in that music video you know in a little I tank top with the hair a, she, and the glasses and the and she has done that in past music videos before yeah. made the main lead look like the subject I know. 
<laughs> I guess uh, maybe one hey, day who knows? Taylor it could be about us. someone from when she was like, you know, fifteen. Do you know? Do you know what we need, Sammy? Is uh, we need Taylor to well one day grow up. What do you mean grow up? Yeah, what do you mean <laughs> about that? She's pretty grown up now. I, I mean, I mean, grow up like be like. You're gonna in be her like 40s. all those people that are saying that she's immature. Don't no, do no, that. no. I'm saying, I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying, grow up like be in her 40s with a family and things like that, and then write a tell-all autobiography. I would read that. I would read that hardcore. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be interesting if Taylor like just wrote something? All right, this song equals this person. This. <laughs> she would never do that though. She's so secretive. She might yeah. on like when she's like 80. Well, we'll see. We may we may never know, but let, let's move on with our, our 13 moments of 2013. We move on to September. The ninth moment we've chosen is where the North American leg of the Red Tour wrapped up in Nashville. September oh. makes me sad. I don't like September. Mm. It's all oh. a month of tears. Oh. <laughs> Who put this list? Diane, why'd you pick that for September? What do you what do you think in making that a highlight? The tour ending. That was a big deal, Adam. I know, but it's such a sad deal. I know. So that's what happened in September. October, something a little brighter and cheerier. Taylor Swift Education Center at the Country Music Hall of Fame opened. The Education Center features three classrooms, a learning lab, and a state-of-the-art children's exhibit gallery. Her $4 million donation to build this center was the largest individual artist gift in the Hall of Fame's history. She is so cool. She's amazing. <laughs> You're like, that's all I have to say. She's so cool. No, seriously. Like, that's a lot of money, and that's more than, like, any other person has ever given. To she makes that, like, less than a month. But <laughs> Who cares? It's no, wonderful. You're right. It is awesome. And I've heard from a friend who actually took a Nashville trip with her family down there that she stopped through, and it's really cool. We should go back. I'll come. I'm coming with you. We should Sam's go on a there. Nashville road trip. Yes. That sounds like a really long drive from the West Coast. I mean, like, drive from the airport to Nashville. (laughs) Yeah. Drive to the airport here, then get on a plane, and then drive from the airport to Nashville. Yeah. But um, anyway, she said it's really cool because she said it's very Taylor. Like, there's some purples in there, and I think. And I don't know. She said it just looks like Taylor. Well, she probably helped put it together and design it and whatnot. Yeah. Well, so, from the pictures I've seen, there's 13s everywhere in that building, so I'm sure that she had quite a bit to do with the design of the building. Well, usually the rule goes, whoever uh, has the money makes the rules, and considering <laughs> she funded it, she got to have a little say in what went into building it, I'm sure. But it's just really cool to have finally seen it open in October, because, you know, we had seen the progression from the announcement of Taylor donates $4 million to it's under construction to it's finally open. In a place that we can all go visit. Another Taylor destination, because uh, that's something. Oh, we skipped that in, in September. We had a special Taylor Talk episode called Steve's Guide to Nashville with... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> where <laughs> Steve shared with us all the Taylor destinations. That was for sure a Taylor Swift highlight. <laughs> that, that was a Taylor Swift highlight, because then in October, there's a new Taylor destination. So And I believe that it. the classes haven't opened yet, but they start like early next year, don't they? Something like that? I yeah, don't know the exact some date. Some of it is yeah. not completely done yet. So well, to, we'll all have to go wait. when it's done. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so that is that for October. Moving on to November, Taylor Swift performed at the Centerpoint Winter Whites Gala at Kensington Palace in London, UK for the British royal family. She also sang Living on a Prayer with Prince William and Bon Jovi. 
I yeah, gotta tell I, you, that was like the coolest moment of like the whole year, I think. I have a funny story to share, Sammy, which I've told Diane this one before, but I never actually shared it on the show. This is a good story, guys. It is rather humorous. <laughs> so we had a family dinner here at my house. What was it? Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes, at Thanksgiving. Um, so my uncle comes in and he's like, I saw you on TV. And I'm like, what? And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like singing with Taylor Swift. And I'm like, that was Prince William. And he's like, I know he's like, but it was weird. He, he, he said when I was watching it, I had to take a second glance. He's like, when I first saw her and Prince William on TV, I seriously thought that was you up there with her. <laughs> and I'm like, how the heck did he pull that off? You know, you say that now and I'm picturing the photo in my head because it was my header on Twitter for a while. And you do look a lot like Prince William. That's There's weird. There's definitely something about the face that's similar. I think it's it, the face and the hair and the height and the just the whole combination of everything. Yeah. Well, it's very strange, Sammy, because I tweeted something about my uncle saying that after it happened. And um, he or I got a lot of responses to that tweet from people being like, oh, my gosh, you do look just like him. <laughs> and I'm like, why does everyone see this? I don't see it. Yeah. I see it. I think I think you're going to have to put up photo. a side by side photo in the bottom yeah. of this for people to decide for themselves. <laughs> I'll have to pose like him or something. I'm on it. We're, we're going to make it, Adam. Yeah, we're going to make that happen. Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> But that was a very cool moment. That performance itself, though, was actually very karaoke to me, which actually made it more fun. I agree. Yeah. I think. It wasn't choreographed or organized at all, and it was just very spur of the moment. And I actually had read an article, like, the day after or something, saying well, that said that Prince William said that he would only do it if Taylor did it, too, which I just thought was so amazing that, you know, this icon of a, an entire nation – said that he would only do it if Taylor would sing. I think he was just being a little bit shy and didn't want to be the only one to go up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, it's special. I mean, is, he could have been like, cool. I'm only doing it if Kate comes up and do it with me. No, he said Taylor. I wonder how Kate feels about that. Well, I also Uh-oh. heard that Kate is a Sammy, really big Sammy Taylor and Diane, fan. you're going to get uh, you're going to get the prince into trouble with his wife. <laughs> well, I I mean, I also read that Kate was a really big Taylor fan and that Kate wanted her to come to her birthday party in January or something like that. Yeah, I also heard that too. I don't think that's going to happen based on the, you know, timeline that we read earlier, but you know, it's a nice well, thought. I, I want Taylor to come to my birthday party and it's not happening for me, well, so Well, why don't you send her an email? <laughs> Send her an email where? Do you ever email? I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I'll send her an owl. An owl? Okay. An owl post. Oh, my gosh. Send her an owl. Tie, tie a letter to an owl's leg because owls are magical. They can they can always find the recipient. <laughs> Even if she's in London. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. But, All Adam, right. you also <laughs> left something out in November and that the Red Tour picked itself back up in New Zealand at the end of November. That's true. Red Tour went international, which was a big deal, because when the American dates were announced, a lot of international Swifties were like, is she coming international? Is she coming to my country? Is she going to this country, that country, whatever? And she did. She went to New Zealand and Australia, which was pretty sweet. Yep. Yeah, but she's still not going to that many, though. No. And I feel bad that there are so many places that won't get her this tour. That's true. I give a shout-out to all the awesome Swifty nations that don't get Taylor, because... Well, you guys deserve a special shout out. I I second that notion. 
just for being as supportive as you are and, and not getting the show like that and still being supportive is really, really cool thing, in my opinion. It shows yeah, definitely. shows your true colors, that you are a true Swifty through and through. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. You're you're just trying to give like a very like inspirational speech and it's coming out silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well. <laughs> so December, Taylor's birthday, which is not what Diane listed on on the notes here for us. <laughs> it just happens every year, you know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but this year she like partied with the roses and with Lord, and it was just a huge thing. It was cute. Oh, let's yeah. not talk about parting with Lord. I can't stand her. Adam, Adam, I'm nice. I'm in the same boat as you. You guys need to be nice because she's Taylor's friend, so we need to be well. respectful. Now, oh, boohoo. But anyway, so in December, oh Taylor Swift performed at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, which that, of course, was a huge deal because it was very questionable at first. And I know a lot of people are still kind of up in arms about it because they disagree with what Victoria's Secret Fashion Show stands for, yet they are huge fans of Taylor and don't really know how to feel about Taylor's appearance there. So that was definitely, in my opinion, at least a huge sort of moment in Taylor's career where she sort of shifted and did something that like 16 year old Taylor would not have done. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> and I, I remember having a conversation with Diane about this and you know, my opinion on it, although everyone's entitled to their own, um, is that I kind of feel like Taylor wanted to be like, you know, we don't all have to look like, you know, Victoria's Secret Angels to feel confident about yourself and that you can do whatever you want to do, whether you're eight feet tall or you're, you know, five feet tall or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I definitely see that. But the only problem I guess I have with that, which is it's 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 not her fault at all. But Taylor does kind of fit in with that mold like she is very tall and she's very thin. Um, And she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> just throwing that part in too <laughs> in case we forgot <laughs> <laughs> all right now our, our team took a vote here and came up with our what we feel at least is the best moment of 2013 i do have to say though i wasn't involved in this vote but i do agree with their decision <laughs> that, in that case there's your vote you're in favor <laughs> of it <laughs> the best moment of 2013 was Taylor Swift winning the Pinnacle Award at the CMAs. Or as Ellen DeGeneres calls it, the Pineapple Award. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ellen, how we love her almost as much as Taylor. Almost. But that was just by far Taylor's most inspirational thank you speech. I think it was by far the most um, prestigious award she's ever gotten. Oh yeah, for sure. Like even next to the Grammys, I'd say this one is an even bigger deal. Cause lots of people have Grammys. Only two people have this award. Yeah. Her and Garth Brooks. So I I'd say that was definitely the highlight of 2013 for Taylor Swift's career. That was definitely the biggest moment, the most spectacular of all occasions. And if you guys don't agree, I think I can start to wrap up our our 13 moments of 2013 discussion. I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. Cool. (laughs) So if you guys want to share your favorite moments of 2013, please tweet us, email us, whatever you got to do. Remember, guys, taylortalk.org slash contact has all of our contact methods. Of course, I'll also list them at the end of the show if you're sticking around for another few minutes because we've got a few more things to wrap up. But definitely let us know what your favorite moment of 2013 was. 
Now for some mini segments. Sammy, our special guest host here, is going to do the honors of giving us the very first mini segment submission of the episode. Sammy? Hi. Okay. So um, you know you're a Swifty when you're at the dentist's office and you're they're putting pointy stuff in your mouth, but a Taylor song comes on and you sing at the top of your lungs. <laughs> That's from <laughs> Taylor underscore Potter on Taylor Connect. The that sounds dentist? really dangerous. I hate the dentist. So this just made me cringe all kinds of cringy, icky things. But I can kind of appreciate where she's coming from. But hey, ha- that's that's brave. When <laughs> I'm at the dentist, which is a rare occasion for me, but it happens, and they have pointy stuff in my mouth, I'm sitting very, very still. I wonder what that Not looks moving. like to the dentist. Like when you're like looking in and all of a sudden you just see like her mouth moving like... That's got to look really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually uh, messaged this person back, and they said the dentist complimented them on their singing. Aw. Oh, that was nice. Apparently, the dentist is a fellow Swifty. (laughs) This next one comes from RedTSwift13 via email, and they say, You know you're Swifty when you get very excited after realizing that 2013 was your first year of being a, a Swifty. True story. Aww. Have a happy new year. Taylor Talk Virtual Hand Hearts. Aww. We love new Swifties. We love new Swifties. We love old Swifties. We love all Swifties. That was definitely a highlight of 2013. I'm adding that to the list. Yeah, that's really cool. Red T Swift 13 becomes a Swifty. <laughs> I can definitely say that coming from, you know, T Swift on tour, we have a lot of people that tweet us, you know, I've been there since 2007. I've been there since 2006. But then we also got the new ones that are, you know, I downloaded 22 and it's been my jam all summer and now I'm a Swifty and I'm downloading, you know, our song. And it's just, it's really awesome to see what an era like Red how it brings Swifties together that weren't there with the people that were there. I don't know. I like it. I'm a mushy Yeah, it's super like cool for sure. <laughs> Definitely love welcoming new people to the community, always. Next one is from at Nookbook1213 on Twitter, who says, You know you're Swifty when you go to Target and cover up a bunch of the albums with Taylor ones. I do this all the time. <laughs> All the time. Do you? I'm so guilty of that. Albums. That's so funny. Magazines. When she's on magazine covers, I go to um, Barnes & Noble and I just cover all of the magazines. It's it's a disease. It's really, really a disease. Well, who needs to find the other CDs and magazines <laughs> anyway? They're obviously not as important. <laughs> Sammy, what's the next one? Um, This is from Listen to Swift 13. You know you're Swifty when your mom takes away Taylor Talk for two weeks as punishment. Don't worry, guys. I got it back. Oh, that must be horrible. Oh, my gosh. I hope you got all caught up by now. (laughs) I hope you have it back, or I hope it's still back. You haven't gotten it taken away again so you can actually hear Sammy read your submission. Yeah, don't get in trouble. (laughs) Don't get in trouble. When I was a kid, my parents took away TV. Me too. I guess I didn't have anything like Taylor Talk back then. Yeah, mine was definitely TV. And my Monday nights when I couldn't watch 7th Heaven, oh, that was bad times. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, Sammy, it's Monday nights when you can't listen to Taylor Talk. Oh, let's not talk about it. If I was still living with my parents and they punished me on a Sunday night and there was an award show that Taylor was at, oh, the world would implode. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. dangerous <laughs> this next one comes from kelly via text message and they say you know you're swifty when whenever you hear pumped up kicks you sing taylor and zach's version from the ellen show yeah i do that every too. single time <laughs> i come on this show it's really, really weird, weird really weird, weird. 
all because of Ellen. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just figured for those who didn't know what Kelly was talking about, I should fill them in with my lovely vocals. I want to audition to be a backup singer for Taylor on the next tour. <laughs> You'll be the first guy backup singer. Wow. That would be a huge, huge deal. Will you also dance on stage? No, the, the backup singers, they, they sing. Yeah, yeah, but they like pose, they do little things. And they dance, dance. I can, they dance I can a pose. little during You Belong With Me in the U.S. leg of the tour. I, I can pose. <laughs> All right, I want to see it up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to everyone who sent those in. Keep those coming. You guys uh, know where to send them. Now, our next mini segment of the episode is called What Are Swifties Listening To? This is a great segment where Swifties introduce other Swifties to music that they are listening to that's not Taylor. For this week's submission, we got a voicemail from Hannah. So let's hear from Hannah. Hey, I'm Hannah. First of all, I just want to say I love Taylor Talk. And second, I want to submit something for um, what are Swifties listening to. And I just want to say I'm listening to the Legally Blonde soundtrack. Yes, I'm a musical geek. But yes, I'm listening to. Uh, I'm listening to. Oh yeah, Chip of My Shoulders and the Legally Blonde soundtrack. Thanks. Bye. Legally Blonde, the musical, was my jam. Oh my god. That is awesome, Hannah. I'm not really all that familiar with it myself. However, I thought it was really cool because we've never had a submission before from a musical. Typically, the submissions we get are pop songs. So this was really neat. I'm not familiar with it, but I am. I mean, I, I am. <laughs> okay, so, you know, as you can probably tell, I have an obsessive, addictive personality. So, you know. Is that so? Yeah, it is. If, if I find something I like, I'm just, I'm on it, like white on rice. But um, I never noticed. Do you like Taylor <laughs> Swift, perhaps? Nah, you know, just a little bit. But um, she's I. <laughs> my senior year in high school, which was a while ago, I'm not gonna date myself. Um, I saw Legally Blonde the musical on Broadway a lot. Um, it stars, or when I saw it, it starred who is now a country singer and. It has a song with Big Machine. Her name is Laura Bell Bundy, and she's oh my really gosh, awesome. I met her at CMA Fest. Yeah, she you was had no L. Idea. I didn't know who she was, but I met her. Yeah, she was <laughs> L, and it was just, it's one of my favorite movies, and the musical was just ridiculously amazing. Um, they also aired it on MTV. They filmed the whole thing and put it on MTV, and then they did a reality show recasting L when Laura Bell decided to leave, and. It's awesome, and you should listen to the whole soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sammy. You're welcome. Raving review from Sammy. <laughs> Therefore, you must listen to Chip on My Shoulder from the Legally Blonde soundtrack. And I would sing it for you, but that would just be an awful decision. Yeah, not everyone can have the voice of an angel like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, not everyone can oh, have the voice oh. of... okay. Oh. I thought you were kidding. <laughs> oh. Sorry. You're so mean. Why you gotta Why be so mean? Adam, you're an awesome person. Just <laughs> thank keep you. Talking. Th- thank you. Keep talking. Keep talking? Yeah. What, what, and singing. Okay. No. Talking and singing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that just about wraps it up for episode 111 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. This is gonna be the last episode of 2013. We hope you all enjoyed our 13 moments of 2013 
and submit your own favorite moments in the Taylor timeline of 2013. If you want to submit anything at all, whether it be a special moment of 2013 or for any of our mini segments, remember you can email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, or Taylor connect us, all to the username taylortalk13. You can ask us a question on our Ask FM account, ask.fm slash taylortalk13. We use those questions for our midweek episodes and answer them for you, so it's kind of a fun way to communicate. And of course, if you want to hear your voice on the podcast, just like Hannah did, you can call us to area code 240-31-SWIFT, or you can text message area code 240-31-SWIFT. Everybody that is not in the U.S. or Canada that doesn't want to call internationally, you guys can go to taylortalk.org, and there's a nice button on the side there that says send voicemail, and you can leave us a voicemail on there, totally free of charge. We can play it on the episode if it's awesome. Or even if it's just kind of awesome, we could still play it on the episode for you and it all be in good fun. So can't wait to hear from you guys. Thank you for listening to episode 111. We will see you all in 2014. But for episode 111, this has been Adam, Diane, and Sammy. Sam, have a great day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.